The high point of the football calendar is here, the FIFA Football World Cup. For 2022, it's being hosted in Qatar with a final on December 18th, also the host country's national day. It's truly a global celebration and a moment of unification too. Teams, players, and fans from every corner of the world coming together for that one goal. It's sure to be an unforgettable spectacle. And even before medals are awarded and the champions crowned, this is a tournament of firsts. The first to be held in the Middle East, the first to be held in the Northern Hemisphere during winter, and the first with a commitment to be carbon neutral. With climate change driven by human activity, football is not detached, nor is it immune. Recognizing this, FIFA and Qatar's World Cup organizing body the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, have together committed to reducing and offsetting all carbon emissions related to the World Cup. They recognize that every one of us has a part to play in combating climate change, and they're taking a lead to drive the changes we need to make. With new investments, initiatives, approaches, and projects, there's a range of exciting measures being brought in to meet this commitment. FIFA is joined in this commitment by partners and sponsors, among them UPL. UPL is a South American regional supporter of the World Cup and is also working with the FIFA Foundation to use football as a platform to raise awareness about key social and environmental issues. Football and agriculture may seem like an odd pairing. Other than the fields, what do they have in common? How can they work together with such distinct stakeholders, audiences, and sectors? Guests, welcome to the third episode of the UPL Reimagining Sustainability podcast, a mini-series looking at the possibilities for climate-positive agriculture and highlighting the work of UPL ahead of the Qatar 2022 FIFA Football World Cup. My name is Umuli Zanjiro, and I'm a global communication professional. I focus on advocacy and knowledge brokering efforts to encourage intentional conversations designed to demystify complexities for change. On today's episode, we'll learn just how FIFA and UPL are working together, reimagining sustainability, and giving football a green card to combat climate change. As South American regional supporter for the FIFA World Cup, Qatar 2022, UPL has teamed up to put sustainable agriculture at the top of the global development agenda. Today, I am honored to be joined by Federico Adiki, Head of Sustainability at FIFA, and Jay Shroff, Global CEO of UPL. Federico has initiated and implemented programs to address the environmental impacts of football, like climate protection, waste management, and green stadiums, including integrating sustainable standards, policies, and reporting frameworks into FIFA's management systems. At UPL, Jay has transformed the company into a truly global organization, providing smart, affordable, and sustainable inputs to the global farming community. With a strong focus on innovation, research, and excellence, positioning agriculture to reimagine sustainability. So Jay, let's start from the beginning. How did the partnership between UPL and FIFA come to be formed? Uh, it's, a, it's an exciting um, story. Uh, at UPL, 
over the last 10 years, we have been trying to develop the understanding and spending money on research to develop technologies which reduce the environmental impact of agriculture. And we have been trying to find ways to communicate that actually agriculture can be a key tool to decarbonize the world. And when we were on our journey to find ways to really bring the awareness, uh, we came across our you know, FIFA, we, we connected with FIFA and we realized FIFA is one of the most amazing platforms to communicate any message around the world. And therefore, we started the discussions with FIFA Foundation and President Macri, who was who's the chairman of FIFA Foundation, immediately loved the idea that how can, that we can partner to send a message about sustainable agriculture. When we talk about sustainable agriculture, uh, it's not just about the carbon footprint, it's about farmer resilience. And it's about rewarding farmers for sustainable behavior. And in my experience across the board, whenever we talk to any of the people involved with FIFA, whether it's President Infantino or the rest of the team at FIFA or at FIFA Foundation, everybody is really excited. They were very excited about partnering on a journey where we're going to help the poorest people who are feeding uh, the world on a daily basis and who are completely forgotten, uh, how do we bring this awareness that agriculture can not only feed us, but also help us to fight decarbonization or solve the problem of climate change and be a key pillar in this journey. And that's, that's the beginning of, of this whole partnership and uh, is going very well. We are getting great support from everybody in, in FIFA and FIFA Foundation and all the legends really are, are extremely supportive to my surprise. They, they love the purpose of the FIFA Foundation, which is not only to promote uh, football at schools, but also to pro uh, support uh, sustainable agriculture. Brilliant, Jay. The out-of-the-box thinking at UPL is genius. Once you hear it, the thinking behind the partnerships makes a lot of sense. Football and agriculture, football for food, Love it. Now over to you, Federico. Curious to learn more. What is FIFA's global sustainability plans and how do they plan on achieving them? In the same breath, how has the sustainability agenda within FIFA changed in recent years? Thank you for uh, having the opportunity to, of sharing this uh, conversation with Jay and with you. It is uh, it's a pleasure to be able to discuss uh, such important matters such as sustainability in sports and sustainability in agriculture uh, that, uh, that actually brings us together today. And, and uh, um, to answer your question, we, first of all, it must be said that when we speak of sustainability, we speak of all three dimensions of sustainability, not just the environmental one, but also the economic and the, uh, the social one. And uh, for us, the, uh, the, the long-term goal of, uh, of our organization is, uh, is very much linked to the, to the uh, Paris Agreement and to the uh, UNFCCC sports, sports for Climate Action Framework that we as FIFA um, assigned as one of the first uh, sport organizations in the world, uh, joining that uh, framework, committing uh, to uh, halve our emissions by 2030 and uh, achieve net zero by 2040. And that's a very ambitious 
a very ambitious goal. Uh, it's not an, an easy goal to achieve, not only by FIFA, but by any organization, but one that is definitely worth pursuing uh, if we really want to be uh, a good uh, uh, corporate citizen. Whatever positive impact we have, and mainly this can be, can be found in the... Uh, in the social dimension, whatever positive impact that we can have through football and through our global competitions that we maximize it and whatever negative impact that we have on the environment, again, through uh, managing and, and implementing and operating global football, but also to our uh, mega sporting events like the FIFA World Cup, that we minimize uh, that impact. That uh, has to be done and, it's, and we hope that we, we're doing it by showing leadership in the world of sports and by, by uh, being uh, trying to adopt as much as possible the uh, international standards that are applicable beyond the, the sports industry. And uh, and we do that not only to get, uh, uh, on our own, because no one can can address these issues on their own, uh, but in, in partnership, in collaboration with, with many institutions, and among them our sponsors. And, and, uh, and that's why it is a great pleasure to be able to have this type of conversations with, uh, with UPL, uh, on sustainability, uh, 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 an organization and company that really understands what it means and and, and brings this this very uh, uh, interesting and, and, and promising um, opportunity of addressing climate uh, climate change uh, uh, through uh, through sustainable agriculture. The intention at FIFA Federico is highly impressive. I'm eager to hear more from UPL. Jay. Kindly share how UPL is leading the sustainability conversation globally for agriculture. So one of the key projects with FIFA Foundation is the Gigaton Carbon Goal, which is 1 billion tons of carbon sequestered through agriculture. And it's an ambitious goal. Prior to us taking up such an ambitious goal, I think it was unheard of that agriculture could even be a partner to fighting climate change and to decarbonize the world. But once we started uh, talking about this to various governments, to various organizations uh, at Oxford University, we sponsored the, uh, the Chair for Sustainable Agriculture. Uh, and and the, the awareness quickly uh, caught on. And today it is uh, one of the bigger discussions around the world is how do we mobilize uh, farmers. And today at UPL, we are, we are developing technologies. We have developed technologies to reduce water waste. Today, agriculture consumes a huge amount of water. Almost 97% of fresh water consumed by human beings is in agriculture. The other area is one of the bigger pollutants in the world is, is overuse of fertilizer. And with uh, the portfolio of biofertilizer, soil management, uh, soil carbonization technologies, we can definitely use, reduce the use of fertilizer from anywhere from 10 to 25%. And farmers generally tend to overuse fertilizers rather than taking care of their soil, the topsoil. And this awareness with technology, when we're able to work with farmers to, to really show them the benefits of improving their soil carbon by growing cover crops, by taking care of their soil. Uh, the, the value of his soil improves dramatically. And, and today the science around soil biome and soil health is well known and well addressed. And as long as we can start passing that message to the farmers that please take care of this, 
And it is going to really pay huge dividends, not only to you, but you will be able to get value out of that by, 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 by carbon credits and other benefits like uh, better procurement because the food companies are all going to look at traceability. So when you, when you look at all the efforts which we are doing around methane reduction in rice crop with the AWD process, uh, you know, uh, uh, every rice farmer, rice flooding causes, generates methane. And there's a very simple way to, to reduce the methane emission. Uh, on, on CRM, which is our project where farmers stop burning the crop residue. And on all this is really helping farmers to, uh, to really uh, understand. Uh, and the whole idea of all these technologies is we believe that that a 10% improvement uh, by every farmer is definitely possible. And so the messaging which we are doing and technology platforms we are building is really to enhance farmers' understanding of soil health, decarbonizing the world, reduction of water, optimum use of fertilizer, reduction of chemicals by using biosolution products. You know, there are so many products which uh, are being developed by UPL and other companies to really reduce the, improve the, the resilience of plants and reduce the impact of pests and disease. And so all these kinds of things uh, are going to be a huge uh, impact on, on agriculture. Thank you very much, Jay. To highlight the examples you shared, from the Gigaton partnership to the technologies on water waste mitigation, the efforts UPL puts into agricultural transformation are systematic. Great avenues to ensure strategic knowledge and research are transferred to the field. Federico, this is the first carbon neutral World Cup with great efforts made to reduce and offset emissions and eliminate waste. Can you tell us about some of the work that has been done into making this a reality? In terms of uh, um, FIFA's operations uh, of the FIFA World Cup, uh, already 2014 and 2018 have been uh, carbon neutral uh, operations. Uh, we have uh, um, managed, uh, calculated, uh, reduced, and offset all our emissions in previous World Cups too. Uh, the uh, novel thing here, the first thing uh, uh, in, uh, in Qatar 2022 is the fact that our local partner, the Supreme Committee, has also committed to offsetting uh, the entire, uh, and this is an evolutionary basis, the entire emissions of fans attending the event, uh, so travel and accommodation. This is the largest, the largest uh, majority of, uh, of um, uh, emissions uh, as part of the event's carbon footprint. Um, so this is going to make of this World Cup uh, a fully carbon neutral one. Uh, and as you know, the effort starts with the understanding what that impact uh, is, as measuring uh, the carbon footprint, doing our greenhouse gas uh, inventory to understand what, what are the uh, hotspots and what are the uh, areas that where reductions can be uh, can be uh, implemented. Uh, a number of uh, uh, initiatives as part of our sustainability strategy. Uh, over 70 uh, initiatives have been taking uh, place, and many of these in the environmental uh, dimension of sustainability to reduce those emissions. And these can can go from uh, recycling systems that have been. Um, um, put in place in Qatar, not just for the tournament, but also leaving a positive legacy in the country uh, after the event uh, uh, finishes. Uh, waste uh, management um, operations, low energy transport, uh, the uh, entire 
um, uh, FIFA fleet being um, uh, low carbon uh, transportation for the tournament, um, and the installation, you know, to serve that fleet of uh, charging stations, electric charging stations for, for those vehicles. And of course, a, a, a large solar energy plant that Qatar has uh, uh, created uh, just outside Doha in order to make sure that uh, not just the event is, uh, is um, uh, benefiting from uh, clean energy, renewable energy, but also the country will be able to uh, live on renewable energy uh, and covering with that single first plant and there's two more in the pipeline, uh, more than 10% of the nation's uh, energy needs. So that is uh, uh, that was a, were the first steps in order to measure and reduce whatever is left of remaining emissions, uh, and and that is the definition of a carbon neutral uh, activity. Uh, those emissions will be offset uh, through uh, quality uh, um, uh, credits uh, to uh, to make sure that the uh, the uh, total emissions of the World Cup after the exposed analysis. Of course, we have done an ex-ante uh, greenhouse gas inventory to understand those emissions, to estimate those emissions. Now we're calculating during the tournament period uh, the actual emissions of the event, which will then be uh, completed in an ex-post report and the entire um, um, remaining emissions will be offset. So that is our goal. That has been our commitment together with our Qatari partners since day one of making sure this work is a, World Cup is a, a fully common, uh, neutral one and, and uh, that commitment will be upheld. Thank you, Federico. And the focus on legacy is interesting, particularly for our partners, not only on the Supreme Committee for Delivery alone, but legacy as well. Another question for you, Federico. As we look ahead to 2026, do you expect FIFA to continue these efforts? And what role will you be looking to your partners in the private sector to play in supporting wider sustainability objectives? I not just expect them to uh, continue, I expect them to grow. I think it is, uh, if, if we really want to be successful as uh, a society uh, in dealing with, the, uh, with this climate crisis, we all need to step up our, uh, our efforts. We all need to do more and we all need to do it uh, uh, faster. So definitely our intention is that of making sure that uh, our commitments in first place to the uh, UN Sports for Climate Action Framework of uh, uh, reducing our emissions by 50% by 2030 and, and achieving net zero by 2040 uh, are uh, taken into very seriously into consideration and, in, and, and especially in every decision we make going forward. And the, the, the major sporting events uh, of, of FIFA, uh, the men's World Cup, the women's World Cup are big contributors to, uh, um, to uh, of carbon emissions. And that is definitely an area where we put a lot of attention. So we will definitely continue uh, to uh, increase our efforts, make sure that uh, sustainability is more and more embedded in everything that we do. As I said, uh, showing leadership, I think it is, uh, it is our role. We are responsible for the most popular game in the world. We are responsible, we're, we're a very wealthy organization. We have uh, uh, the largest single sport event on earth uh, taking place under responsibility. And that comes along with that additional responsibility about how we treat people, how we deal with the uh, human labor rights issues, how we deal with so social development uh, issues, and definitely how our contribution to uh, um, promoting and, and, uh, and reduce, promoting uh, climate awareness, but also reducing our climate impact in connection with these activities. And uh, that is the commitment that we have taken, that our president has taken uh, at COP26 last year. And this is what we're working for, and we definitely are going to work together with our with our uh, um, partners and, and sponsors uh, and supporters in order to make sure that 
this is not just an initiative of PIFA or an individual initiative of a sponsor in connection with the event, but there are synergies that can be leveraged there to make sure that one plus one is not two, but, but more than that. Another question for you, Federico. As we look ahead to 2026, do you expect FIFA to continue these efforts? And what role will you be looking to your partners in the private sector to play in supporting wider sustainability objectives? Excellent, Federico. Jay, Federico has clearly outlined how we can achieve more when we work together. And looking at the collaboration, this is the first real collaboration between football and agriculture. But more broadly, why do you think there is such a good opportunity here for agriculture and football to work together to combat climate change? Uh, thank you. Uh, as Federico was saying, there's nothing more exciting than World Cup football. It is the biggest uh, event uh, in, in the world and uh, people wait a long time, uh, four years uh, every, every time to, to be part of this amazing uh, festival and um, the passion behind that is something which is unbelievable. Uh, we at UPL experienced that uh, as we've been really closely associated uh, with FIFA over the last uh, few World Cups. And agriculture is equally important. Farmers are equally important. UPL is very committed to ESG. Uh, UPL is very committed to upliftment of uh, all societies of people. Uh, we were very happy to, to be able to support the under 17 uh, football uh, tournament in uh, the World Cup in India uh, this last week. And, uh, you know, that's so important and it, it gets, uh, it's so much part of our values to really help our communities. One of the biggest challenges in the world is, is, uh, is some of the most hardworking communities in the world are farmers. Uh, and the farmers are some of the poorest people in the world. And we believe that associating the, with FIFA, making it exciting to really focus on agriculture, bringing agriculture as front and center or more than agriculture, bringing individual farmers that each one of the 650 million farmers can contribute to this challenge the whole world is facing. Together with FIFA, making it exciting, giving them the visibility that, listen, you are part of something bigger than just producing food to meet your needs. Uh, and, and, and the other side of it is farmers are most impacted community with, with this uh, climate change. And if we can all put all of that together, together with the umbrella of the reach of FIFA and uh, the whole, uh, the, the, the atmosphere around the World Cup and get, we find that people are much more willing to listen uh, to us when we have a football legend at an at a event and he is committed or he tweets on this. And so we believe that everyone we've talked to at FIFA uh, and all the legends who have participated all have been extremely supportive of the idea to really help bring the awareness of smallholder farmers and the plight of smallholder farmers and, 
And I believe that a system for reward and recognition for smallholders, farmers, for sustainable behavior can be a key tool to reduce the amount of resources being used to feed the world. And using the, the platform, the FIFA platform, FIFA foundation, and all the FIFA infrastructure for the four-year period uh, uh, during, uh, between uh, each of the World Cups can really help us to achieve this, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the decarbonization or, or, or the temperature change much the chances of success by including agriculture and farmers, by setting up a reward system, by encouraging the food system, the food companies to reward farmers uh, using traceability, uh, by giving them carbon credits, by giving them more value, like we are giving electric vehicles, we are giving everybody, we have solar panels and, 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 and any kind of sustainable behavior by large corporations is being rewarded by in so many ways by governments. Why can't we set up a reward system where the smaller and the poorest people in the world who are feeding us every day are given back something for, for this? So I believe that uh, you know, our partnership with FIFA is critical and uh, it makes it fun, it makes it exciting, it makes it very visible and, and we get uh, uh, so much more attention when we when we are doing it with an organization like FIFA, so we believe that this is an exciting partnership. Thank you very much, Jay. So we have looked at the legacy that will come from these World Cups, and we've looked at how FIFA is built on carbon neutrality and now extended to local partners. There are several firsts we have discussed throughout the podcast. So let's think about the aspirations as well. Looking ahead, Federico. I expect all World Cups will be carbon neutral, but are there any other firsts or big goals that you would like to see FIFA push ahead on with the support of partners? I think that the, uh, taking ownership is, uh, is a very important uh, uh, concept. Uh, uh, every one of us needs to take ownership for their own uh, responsibility, for their own impact and, and for their own opportunities. And I think that the combination of responsibilities and opportunities is key, is understanding what are your own responsibilities as global citizens, uh, managing uh, the largest sports on earth, the most popular game on, in the world. Uh, and, uh, and what do we need to do in order to uh, minimize the negative impact and maximize the positive impact? And, and in, in that journey, there are a number of opportunities and those opportunities come usually from uh, uh, collaboration with others. In this case, the collaboration with the uh, UPL could be uh, one that, uh, that brings along, uh, has a potential uh, for us to um, uh, bring along innovation, to drive innovation and, and, uh, and some uh, uh, very positive ways as, as Jay was explaining. Um, but we definitely want to, uh, to continue on this journey and improve that journey. I believe that uh, when we speak of uh, making sure that our events are climate neutral, we need to focus much more on the reduction of, uh, of our emissions of making sure that, that uh, we, we minimize that those reductions as much as possible uh, uh, in, a, in a strong manner, a more decisive manner. We need to review uh, our match schedules. We need to review our ticketing policies, travel policies. We need to strengthen requirements for sustainable buildings, including the operations of stadiums and infrastructure used for delivering football activities. We need to minimize waste and, uh, and, and even push for uh, a more circular economy uh, in connection with our supply chains. There's a number of things where we are already working 
uh, and uh, and we definitely uh, need to strengthen. And that, that we want to do it as a as a leader in sports, as a, a an organization that understands uh, that impact and make sure that uh, whoever is is uh, associating with us uh, is also comfortable in in associating with uh, with a, a serious and, and 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 solid sustainability approach. So we very much look forward to uh, uh, achieving those goals. Uh, we know that the journey is not going to be an easy one, not just for FIFA but for for any. Uh, actor in society, any any company or organization in this world, we all need to step up the fight, and uh, the commitment uh, is there for us to for us to do it. Excellent, Federico. Before we draw things to a close, we have heard a lot about the practical and the aspirational parts of telling the sustainability story through the lens of football and agriculture. Before we wrap up, we would like some responses to three quick fire sessions that we ask all our guests here on the podcast. Jay, let's start with you. Given your years of experience in the sector, what does sustainable agriculture mean to you? For me, uh, sustainable agriculture means a farmer really optimizing his productivity, using technology, taking care of environment, worrying about his soil and really making sure he's making healthy food. But most important is it's all about farmer resilience. Can he make enough money? Can he be sustainable but feed his family? Can he send his kids to school? This is a big problem. And so when, you, when we develop technologies, we worry about the cost per acre and how actually by using better technology, the farmer can lower his, his carbon footprint, but also lower his cost of production. And how does he increase value? And that's how we think about it. And, and I believe that the world needs to support sustainable agriculture. We need to trace, we need to have labeling, uh, which will really help farmers and drive them in that direction. And Jay, you must have seen a lot of change in your years as the CEO of a leading sector player. What trends are we seeing emerging in the agriculture sector that you're excited about? I think these current shocks, particularly with this, uh, you know, the war in uh, Europe and Ukraine uh, has really uh, brought this awareness of optimizing the use of fertilizer, chemicals, uh, the climate change crisis is, is really bringing the awareness of water droughts and use of technologies to, to build farmer resilience. And, uh, and I'm, I'm quite excited that, that with what we are doing, what everybody is doing now, that this will become one of the key tools uh, for, uh, for making the world uh, a better place. Thank you, Jay. Federico, you're looking at the practical parts of sustainability from an institutional level and on the ground. From your perspective, what one thing can every person around the world do to help eliminate food insecurity? That's not an easy question, uh, but I, uh, I believe that uh, if we combine two words and two concepts, uh, we might be able to be better off, and not just in, in food security, but in many aspects of life. And, and this is sustainability. So we're making sure that uh, 
uh, when we speak, when we make decisions, when people take decisions, it's not just the economic dimension which is taking into consideration, but we're also thinking of a long-term impact on people and on the planet. So it's making, the striking a balance between the economics, the environmental and the social aspects of every decision that this world makes is going to bring us uh, uh, um, further down down the line and make make sure that we are successful in the in, in the end. And and of course, it's a we need decency. We need decency to make those decisions in a manner which uh, which puts actually people in in, uh, in, uh, in in the middle of the equation and and does not forget them. So uh, of course, uh, talking about food security and in, in the context of this conversation with with UPL, I think that of course. Uh, sustainable agriculture can play an important, a very important role, as Jay was was saying. I think that uh, reducing chemicals, improving soil health, uh, and, and having a better uh, living and, and, and working conditions for uh, farmers around the world would help in, in increase and optimize food crops and increase the uh, the uh, uh, the results of agriculture globally. While at the same time offering uh, a solution to uh, to reducing and or, or even capturing uh, emissions. So this would could actually help as well to reduce the um, uh, or, or at, at least mitigate the climate crisis. So in the end, we need to combat, and I think that this is there's, there's no way around this. If we want to make sure that uh, inequalities uh, in terms of food uh, um, uh, uh, security um, are, are are made aside. We need to combat decisively climate change, and this requires politics to play a very important role. Solidarity as well, and as I said, decency, and not forgetting that we are one human race uh, that uh, that together can do it. But we need to act now and decisively. Fantastic! Thank you to our guests, Federico Adeki, the head of sustainability at FIFA, and Jay Schott the group CEO at UPL, for joining the Reimagining Sustainability podcast. Your thoughts were insightful, educational, and out of the box. Thank you to everybody who took the time from wherever you are to listen to this informative podcast. And remember to stay engaged by sharing your thoughts on this episode to keep the conversation going. Till we meet again, challenge yourself and those around you to keep reimagining sustainability.